Welcome to Inside New Mexico. I'm Derek Underhill, and I'm talking with the chairman of our Republican Party of New Mexico, former congressman of the 2nd Congressional District of New Mexico, Steve Pierce. Steve, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Finally, fall is here, and those uh, hot days are mediating just a bit, but I'm excited for just the future. It, it feels good. Uh, New Mexico feels like we're in totally the wrong place, but our family is healthy, and uh, we feel good. Good. Well, to feeling good, I feel good, too because it seems like some of the pushback that the Republican Party is giving back to the Biden administration and Democrats overall is starting to have an effect. For instance, we see just here in New Mexico, the state treasurer, Tim Eikenberg, is actually now looking in. He's putting what's right over his party. I give him credit. It seems the governor violated the state constitution by appropriating $600 million of the state's $1.73 billion in American Recovery Plan Act funds without legislative approval. What will make a difference if the attorney general looks into it, and that's the one that will have to prosecute it. But that's the reason that we mention these things. Many times Republicans say, you can't do anything about it, you should keep quiet. And I tell them the same thing that I told Speaker Boehner when he tried to get me to knuckle under on a couple of votes. He got pretty rough, I will tell you. But I told him, sir, you can do everything to me but one thing. Watch that. I said, you can't shut me up. And so that's the value of, of the minority opposition. We should be loyal to the country. That is loyal opposition to the country. But we should always point out what the other side is doing wrong. And also pushing back, we're seeing a poll recently that uh, you mentioned last week, how the Biden administration wants to have the IRS start looking into all bank transactions over six hundred dollars you can imagine how many of those there are around the country every day the staff you would need to do that well the american public according to a rasmussen poll two-thirds of the american public do not want the irs investigating their bank accounts for transactions six hundred dollars and over yeah it's uh, it's amazing what people don't want the government looking at and uh, they've got every right to not want them to look at it because when the government begins to notice that they notice everything else so every expenditure you make, 600 bucks, uh, that won't even get you a refrigerator. Uh, 600 bucks won't get you a set of tires. And so they're going to look at every set of tires that are purchased in America, every piece of furniture. The $600 doesn't go far, especially in Biden's America. The inflationary Biden administration, $600 will barely buy you a drink at McDonald's. Also, in his study about packing the Supreme Court with justices who might be more friendly to his progressive policies, that report came back saying that's not a good idea. So he seems to be backing off that now. Yeah, the American people will not support that. And so the value, again, of us talking about it out here is that uh, we're one small voice that helps educate people what packing the courts mean. Basically, he just wants his administration to be able to take away your gun rights, and he wants a court that is friendly. Right now, the court would be unfriendly to that, so he just adds three or four or five more justices to it. He would appoint them with the caveat that you got to vote for my gun control measures or abortion-friendly judges, whatever it is. And so American people obviously are saying, wait, we don't like the idea of stacking the deck. We don't like the idea that you would affect the outcome by 
appointing people with a different point of view than what has gone through normally. And so the Biden administration appears to be backing off from that particular thing. Yeah, and he can still appoint judges when one retires, just like every other president has done, including President Obama. Yes, and President Trump. And so that's one thing yeah. that's got them nervous is that President Trump actually appointed three. And uh, that's a huge impact for decades on the court. So we'll see where it goes. But the Biden administration early on was giving in to the leftists of their party saying, just pack the courts, it's okay. Well, the American people don't think that it's okay. I want to talk about the supply chain issues that we're having. I experienced just recently in trying to buy a battery for my radio van. The price used to be $114. It was $175. And they didn't have the right battery for my van. They had one slightly bigger that I made fit, but they didn't have it. That's just a small example of what's going on. It's nice that the president is going to keep the Port of LA going 24 hours a day. But what do you do once you bring the stuff off the ships and set it in the dock? Yeah, so this, uh, this whole free market that is the U.S. economy, this idea of private enterprise has been turned on its head by this administration. Pete Buttigieg, the Biden administration appointee to deal with this supply chain problem, has recently admitted that it's going to extend into 2022. That means it is going through the Christmas break. Now, Christmas is when most of the retailers make their year. They may operate at a break even or actually a loss during the rest of the year, but Christmas brings them whole and lets them show a profit for the year. If they can't get the goods in their hands that the people are looking for for Christmas presents, you're going to find poll numbers for Biden dropping even further. If he's at 36% approval now, he'll drop into the 20% approval if he screws up Christmas, number one for the retailers, but number two for the just a regular shopper that's trying to buy a Christmas present for the kids. And so Buttigieg is saying, yeah, it's going to extend into 2022 and we really don't know what we can do about it. The ports are clogged with ships waiting to be offloaded. And suddenly the Biden administration realizes that and says, oh, good, we're going to keep the port open. But I tell you that their policies have caused so many people to stay at home and they don't want to go back to work, that that's going to be the disruption that you're talking about. Let's say they get offloaded in the port. Let's say it uh, is freezer goods that right now are sitting offshore and they're in the freezing compartment of the ship. They get them onto the dock and they can't get them into the freezing compartment of a truck. Now those things begin to go bad. They begin to melt. And so you got huge problems waiting just around the corner when they do keep that port open. Now, there was a recent article in Newsmax. Eric Mack last week wrote about the Great Resignation. During August, 3% of the nation's workforce resigned and simply said, we don't want to go to work anymore. They've gotten very comfortable staying at home during the COVID restrictions. And so now they're just simply saying, nah, I don't want to work. And that was 4.3 million people walked off their job and quit in August, 3% of the nation's working population. But the real problem is around the corner. They did a poll and 73% of Americans are saying they're thinking about quitting their job. 73%. You talk about empty shelves. Now we're going to have empty shelves. We'll have entire industries going broke. When we go broke in this country, then the rest of the world goes broke. I was in Germany in about 2004 or five. We went into Landstuhl where Daimler Chrysler is and, and a lot of the world's major corporations. It's a 
huge meeting that we had, probably 50 German CEOs meeting with us. And one of them made the comment, please fix your economy. He said, when Americans sneeze economically, the rest of the world catches flu economically. So when we go broke, the rest of the world will. And you're talking about mass chaos as people look at hunger. They look at trying to feed their families. You already have lawlessness. You have cities that have defunded the police and you're going to have a weakened police force with no food on the shelves. You're talking about riots in the streets. So get set because the great resignation is on the way. Workers resigning from their jobs, expecting to get unemployment insurance at home. There's no way our budget can take care of 4.3 million more people on unemployment. But that's the promise that we've made to them. It's a promise the Biden administration has made to them. And so the supply chain is going to get worse, but we're going to see inflation continuing. We're going to see shortages, higher prices. Those are things that sound normal in a socialist economy, and that's exactly what the Biden administration has put into place. China is getting very aggressive around the world. Steve Pierce and I will be back in just a moment to talk about that on Inside New Mexico. National Guard and Reserve members are true leaders, both in the military and in the workplace. They are highly skilled and get the job done every day. Employer support of the Guard and Reserve, ESGR, can help you recruit top-notch service members to your workforce. Hiring Guard and Reserve members is good for your business and good for your community. Visit esgr.mil slash employers to learn more. Thanks for staying with us on Inside New Mexico. I'm talking with the chairman of our Republican Party, Steve Pierce, and Steve Taiwan has been governed independently of China since 1949, but Beijing views the island as part of its territory, and Beijing has vowed to eventually unify Taiwan with the mainland using force if necessary. And just recently, it looks like they may have taken a step in that direction. First of all, to give it a little context, China does not have the capability to develop as fast as they want it. Some capabilities and so when they took control of Hong Kong, that gave them basically 50-year advance. They moved their financial capabilities ahead 50 years because Hong Kong is a financial center of the world. New York and Hong Kong are among just a few financial centers. Well, the thing that is important about Taiwan is that that would give them another 20-year leap in telecommunications. Again, telecommunications, hugely important in today's world. And so the Chinese want Taiwan for that. And so what has happened is that every country has what they call an ADIS. It's Air Defense Identification Zone. When I flew around the world in my small plane, I would have to penetrate these ADIS zones at specific points, at specific times, and at a specific altitude. And they had to know where I was going and why I was going there. So keep in mind that this is the way the ADIS works around every country. The Chinese, in four days in October, the 1st through the 4th, sent 150 military aircraft to penetrate the Taiwan ADIS without any notification. Now, obviously, that sent alarm through Taiwan. Taiwan looks to us as one of their big supporters, one of their big friends. Taiwan has always been a friend with the U.S., so it's got a free market. They have a democracy. They want to look more like a republic every day. And so Taiwan looked to us 
So the U.S. did respond a little bit, but the question is, do the Chinese believe that that response is real, or is it just more of the fakeeru stuff, more of the fake stuff like we're going to make sure we get all the Americans out of Afghanistan before we get our troops out? Well, we saw that was just lingo. That was just words spoken by the military because they were told to say those words from the Biden administration. It proved out to not be true. So the Biden administration sent a warship through the Taiwan Straits. Canada sent a warship through there. So it has got the world's attention. The problem is that China doesn't seem to believe that we would actually respond. And that's the trouble with weakness. When you display weakness to the international community, and Biden, through his handing over Afghanistan to the terrorists, showed tremendous weakness. He basically said he's going to capitulate to the terrorists. So the Chinese see this; they know that that weakness exists, and so they're really pushing the envelope right now. They did something else that caused tremendous alarm around the country. Took the entire intelligence community in the U.S. by complete surprise, and the news is just now coming out. But back in August, China fired a hypersonic missile all the way around the world, and then sent it in on its test target. Now they missed by a couple of dozen miles, so 24 miles、uh, off. But I will tell you, if you put a blast within 24 miles of where you want to in New York City, Houston, LA, you're still going to do tremendous damage. And this was just a test anyway. So the thing was that the U.S. had no knowledge that they were going to do the test, and they had no knowledge of how advanced that China has become with this hypersonic warfare. Now the problem with hypersonic is that the speeds are so fast that it's hard to defend against. The speeds are basically in excess of 3,800 miles per hour. When you're trying to fire a missile at a hypersonic missile coming at you, the calculations are almost too impossible to solve. So we have interception capability, but that's on standard missiles, not the hypersonic missiles. So we're faced with this radical extension of the threats to Taiwan and to the world from the Chinese. And the question is: Number one, is Biden simply going to abdicate? Is he going to give Taiwan to China? Every indication says yes, he will. If he gave Bagram Air Force Base to the terrorists and then gave the entire country to the terrorists, if he's given the southern border over to the cartels. If he has given in to the demands of Antifa and BLM, then I will tell you that China sees all of this, and they're going to know that he's not going to respond. When they push far enough, then the U.S. has to do or say something. But the problem is that either you have to capitulate at that point if you've established a weakness. So Biden has two choices if they push much further, and that is capitulation. That is turning the other way and letting them take Taiwan, and getting all those decades of experience in the telecommunications industry. Taiwan would be able to then put a lot of U.S. manufacturers out of business in the telecom field. The second choice, if you don't capitulate, is outright world war. And you can see that Biden administration, number one, has no capability for that. They've promoted generals that don't believe in war. They've got the whole woke general force in place, and they're more concerned about diversity than they are about any other issue. 
Now, I agree that we should be thinking about diversity and we should never, never penalize anyone because of the race. But to make that the top issue while China is running rampant through the world, taking more trade every day, building their military, establishing military weapons that we're not even aware of, those things tell us that the world is very unstable in a geopolitical sense. Hang on, because World War, that is going to be catastrophic for all of us. So that's what will happen here. We don't want anything but Taiwan. I had a rancher friend who always said, my ranch is big enough. I don't want any more land except that property right next to me. Well, the problem is when you buy that property, then there's another one next to you. That's a different one. And so that's the way China is going to be. And Biden, from all indications, is going to let them move. It's very reminiscent of how World War II started. Adolf Hitler in Germany said, well, we just want Poland. The other powers in Western Europe didn't want to go through another war. It had been 20 years since World War I. Adolf Hitler knew this and took advantage of the situation. So he invaded Poland. Neville Chamberlain was the Prime Minister of Great Britain in 1938 when Adolf Hitler was coming to power in Germany. Here is Neville Chamberlain discussing the agreement he just signed with Adolf Hitler. I had another talk with the German Chancellor, Herr Hitler. And here is the paper which bears his name upon it as well as mine. Some of you perhaps have already heard what it contains, but I would just like to read it to you. We, the German Führer and Chancellor, and the British Prime Minister, have had a further meeting today and are agreed in recognizing that the question of Anglo-German relations is of the first importance for the two countries and for Europe. We regard the agreement signed last night and the Anglo-German naval agreement as symbolic of the desire of our two peoples never to go to war with one another again. As we know, Adolf Hitler did not honor that agreement. Steve Pierce and I will be back with more on Inside New Mexico. I hope you'll stay with us. Attention, New Mexico veterans. If you were honorably discharged from the U.S. Armed Forces, you've earned state and federal benefits, and the New Mexico Department of Veteran Services is standing by to assist you. State benefits include a veteran's property tax exemption, education and training, and transportation services. We can also assist with claims for federal VA benefits. The state of New Mexico and this radio station thank you for your service. More information at nmveterans.org or 1-866-433-8387. Welcome back to Inside New Mexico. We're all aware of the crime problem we're having in the country, and specifically Albuquerque in New Mexico. In New York City, a former Democrat police commissioner is blaming the Democrat mayor of New York City, Bill de Blasio, saying his policies are what's causing the problem. Ex-police commissioner Bratton has seen him several times in the past few years as the crime problem gets worse in New York. And he basically said that the Democrats have made a mess out of the state on the crime issue. He cites that things were actually going pretty well up through 2018 
when the New York legislature, and again with the support of the New York mayor, they decided that they would do some reforms to the reforms. So they were going to reform the police reforms, and then they were going to reform the bail reform system. Does that sound familiar? That we judges don't have the ability to keep prisoners in jail because a law was put into place? That's exactly where New Mexico is, but the violent crime is exploding across New York and New Yorkers are leaving the state the same as they're leaving New Mexico, saying there's no hope in either one of those. Both those Democrat-controlled states have basically signed on to this radical approach to justice, and that is that criminals don't have to pay and that the victims will always suffer and you got to suffer the loss, whether it is loss of life or loss of property or loss of money. And so that's what's messing up New York. It's what's messing up New Mexico. The commissioner goes on to point out that violent crime is horrible and you've got to deal with it. But you also have to deal with the crimes that precede. People don't start violent. They begin with petty crimes and then they build up to the violent crimes. So he talks about the grooming grounds and disorderly conduct, disorderly conduct is what he's saying needs to be dealt with. Now, doesn't that sound familiar that we somehow are going to have to find discipline out in families, discipline among the people of America, in order that later they're not going to be committing violent crimes? We can't just start with the violent crimes. We've got to start with all of it. And that Democrat police commissioner was willing to go on TV and say these things. And that's what it takes. When the voices become loud enough from your own party, you better pay attention. We're seeing shoplifting. If it's under a certain amount, they don't even bother trying to find or prosecute you. It's not worth their time. And that's why we're seeing Walgreens closing stores in San Francisco. Walgreens is saying, wait, if people can come in and just carry things out of our store, then we're going to shut down. That's what's going to happen. So San Francisco is already under great stress, but they're going to become under more stress when people can't find prescriptions because the drugstores simply moved out. As many of our listeners know, we have a shortage of police officers for the Albuquerque PD, and it's going to get worse. A lot of them do not want to get vaccinated, and police departments and states and cities that have mandates that you must be vaccinated or you lose your job, I'm seeing hundreds now of police officers that don't want to get vaccinated for whatever their reason may be, and they're leaving the force. They're not staying on to defend us against crime, but then the same thing in the medical field. A lot of doctors and nurses are saying, wait, we see the problems. We have to treat the problems that these vaccinations are causing. We're not going to take the vaccine. And so that problem has erupted. I understand we have a nonpartisan committee setting up the redistricting for New Mexico. That happens after we have a census every 10 years. But there seem to be some different plans. So tell us what's good and what's not. The redistricting commission was supposed to be nonpartisan, but it has two Republicans and five Democrats. Uh, it has five left-leaning people in it, whether or not they're Democrats, uh, I don't know or care. Uh, all I know is that you got five people who have a pretty radical view of redistricting, and then you got two Republicans. So you've got A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, and I think a J came in. And Friday, the commission was going to start meeting on those plans. Item H was probably the most radical one. And it looked like that uh, Speaker Egoff, you remember, he said, let's see how Yvette Harrell gets elected after we redraw those redistricting maps. And it looks like item H is it for him. It was a radical map that it basically split Lee County in half. So we're over in the southeast corner of the state. And it wrapped that northern half of Lee County all the way up and around to the Colorado border north of Santa Fe. 
across and then bring in part of San Juan County, which is there close to Farmington. You're supposed to have districts that are sort of similar in their customs, the culture, the populations. And to say that the Navajos up in the northwest part of the state are the same as oil field workers in the southeast part of the state, now that's a pretty radical suggestion. The comments on the page were that, uh, that they felt that necessary to draw CD2, where it would be a majority-minority district. That means that it would be more than 50% Hispanic. So they added the South Valley in with Socorro and all the way down the western side of the state, Las Cruces, and then dropped underneath Rio Dosa and Chavez County and had kind of a an L-shaped district that came all the way over to Lee County. And the southern half of Lee County then would be paired in with the South Valley of Albuquerque. The South Valley of Albuquerque and the culture here in Lee County are dramatically different. I live here and I've been there a lot. So they're violating all the rules of drawing these district maps. But the biggest thing is they were just totally disingenuous on the website and describing their map. They said they wanted one that was friendly to Hispanic voters, that Hispanic candidates had been defeated, like five of the last nine candidates for CD2 were Hispanic and they got beat. And my point when I made comment was, that the district already is 55% Hispanic. It is 60% minority overall. Less than 40% of the second district right now is white. So if you got a 60% minority district, we're not quite unfair to Hispanic and minority voters. But in addition, we are already 55% Hispanic. It's 38% Republican, 38% Democrat, 24% other registration. And so it is completely balanced. One of the few toss-up seats in the entire country out of the 435 seats, only about 25 or 30 are competitive, and they want to make this into where it's gerrymandered so that Republicans would never win it either. It is surely Speaker Egoff following through on his promise that he's going to draw the map skewed in such a way that Republicans would never win CD2 again. That's his attack on Yvette Harrell for beating Sochi Torres Mong. That's unfortunate because during the time that uh, Pete Domenici was in the Senate, he and Jeff Bingaman, a Democrat, served together for 30 years. The state felt pretty good about having a Democrat in the Senate when Democrats were in charge. And then we had a Republican, Pete Domenici, there in the Senate when Republicans were in charge because the political pendulum always swings back and forth. And so the current thinkers in the Democrat Party would take that capability away. I will tell you, we'll lose military missions. The national labs will be at stake when Republicans are in power, they would think about moving those national labs and consolidating them in areas that are friendly to Republicans. There is great value in having both Democrats and Republicans representing New Mexico because a small state is always really underrepresented. It's not just a matter of the numbers. It's just the voice that you can get into the negotiations. It's, it's a serious problem for us. The redistricting commission will do its work and then send it to the legislature. There will be a special session in December to actually decide what they're going to do. We anticipate that it's going to be even more radical than what we're seeing right now. We anticipate that we're going to have to sue on that. And so the Republican Party of New Mexico is making preparations to sue the outcome of the legislative session. So that's redistricting in kind of a nutshell. Thank you, Steve. If you'd like to find out more information, maybe get involved with the Republican Party of New Mexico, you can do that several ways. Go to the party's webpage at newmexico.gop. The party has a Facebook page and a Twitter account. The handle is at newmexicogop. You can also call party headquarters at 505-298-3662. That's 505-298-3662. For Steve Pierce, I'm Derek Underhill. We look forward to meeting with you again next week right here on Inside New Mexico.